What's up, champs? Welcome back to Keeping Carlson's Short Shifts, the twice-weekly fantasy hockey podcast in between the Sunday mega shows with Brian and Elon. I am your host for tonight, Louis Ezekiel, and joining me is former Keeping Carlson Ultimate uh, Patron Fantasy League champion, Dave Batten, host of the Stream Scheme. Dave, buddy, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Louis, I'm doing great. What up, cuz? And... Not to mention my fantasy hockey nemesis. I like to imagine the reason I got the call up tonight is because I am lights out right now. We had 10 winning picks out of a possible 12 this past week, including seven of those winners being players who were 2% rostered or less. We like to call those ludicrous streamers on the stream scheme, but I know the real reason is actually that I'm just an e-bug. But hey, it's like our dear friend Twitterless Mason always says they don't ask how. They just ask how many, so I'm ready to go regardless. I promise I'll keep my shifts short, unlike that terrible excuse for a captain, Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, outstanding. Uh, and yeah, if you've been listening to the stream scheme, you have been raking it in. Uh, I myself was victimized by ludicrous streamer Josh Levo last week. So uh, the less spoken about it, I think the better here. But yeah, no doubt. Uh, stream scheme <laughs> has been really helping people be successful. Let's jump right into it here because we have a ton of news. A lot of it, unfortunately, is not so great. We got to start with a bunch of items on the injury front. Uh, and we're going to start with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Jack Eichel has been moved to injured reserve. He's considered day-to-day with a lower body injury that hasn't quite healed. Uh, he's not eligible to play until Saturday, so he will miss at least the next two games. Uh, meanwhile, some other injuries, especially among the defensive core, Shea Theodore is considered week-to-week. Uh, after injuring his knee in a collision, uh, Zach Whitecloud is also month to month. And with Alex Petrangelo's absence that we talked about last week, the right side of that Knights defensive core is looking pretty grim. I was thinking about maybe streaming in Aiden Hill here on Tuesday night, uh, but I was just too nervous, I think, because of these defensive situation uh, we've got going here in Vegas. Uh, Dave, any thoughts on these injuries that we've got going on here? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that uh, Shea Theodore's injury is going to really be week to week. I think they said uh, at the minimum it is he is going to miss the next three, but I don't. It, they made it sound like it's not going to be too long term. So hopefully nothing too bad there. So I wouldn't get too attached to any potential uh, Vegas defensive streamer out there that happens to catch a glimpse of the top power play uh, these next couple games because I think it might be short-lived. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, I too, was kind of surprised when I saw that week-to-week uh, report come out because it didn't seem, you know, it, it seemed like they've been kind of talking about it, um, you know, that it was it was not as bad as maybe uh, it maybe seemed at first. Uh, all right, great. Let's uh, jump over to the uh, Panthers of Florida. Uh, Spencer Knight skated Tuesday for the first time since the Winnipeg game on December 6th when he got pulled, uh, but he won't return quite yet Tuesday. Uh, Bob got another start. Uh, Bob's been a little shaky, only one win and one quality start in his previous seven games. Tuesday's results still pending, uh, but he did play reasonably well when he came in for Knight uh, when Knight was pulled for some combination of his really bad start, three goals on 15 shots, and this non-COVID illness that has seemed to dog him since then. My sense is that the job is still probably Knight's for the taking if he can regain his pre-illness performance. Um, but it does kind of open the door a little bit for Bob to to come back in at a time when he was being dropped in a lot of places. 
Yeah, I got, I don't know about you, but I got a lot of questions about Bob. And, uh, with, you know, me with goalies, it was easy for me to tell people you can drop Bob. But, uh, really when you're talking about, uh, Knight in general, I don't think he's someone who's going to grab the reins all year long. I think maybe, I don't want to say it was always the plan to kind of <laughs> give, uh, Bob a little bit of a break, maybe at some point during the season so that he's ready for a stretch run, perhaps. But I do think it kind of played out that way and they might kind of lean into that. So I think you could maybe more expect it to be 50 50 going forward, if anything, or if anyone does, uh, kind of take a hold of the job. I don't think it's going to be all the way through the uh, fantasy hockey playoffs. Yeah, I think that's a good point, you know, and there's always the contract to consider. So I think they want to give Bob the opportunity to be successful, but. I'm a right. little more bullish on Knight just because, you know, he has seemed to, to overall be outplaying Bob, uh, just sort of generally and especially lately, um, outside of that one, that one rough start that may have been illness induced. So I don't know. I, I like Knight. I'm holding him right now. I mean, obviously I'm holding him on IR, but I'm looking forward to him coming back because I think he could potentially, uh, give me an opportunity to steal some of those starts back. I did. Uh, recall that Coach Maurice was saying, you know, whoever is is playing best is going to get the job. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to take him at his word. That's a lot of coach speak, but, you know, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Dave, I think you had some updates on a couple other Panther injuries. Yeah, so obviously there is a Hornquist who I think he's dealing with concussion issues right now. I think he's going to be out at least until Christmas. So if there's no open IR spots on your team, you can go ahead and drop him. Lundell. Uh, he should be back any day now. He's still only 28% rostered in leagues. So I think he could be a good buy low or a good sneaky ad if he is still there in your leagues. He actually does have four points with three goals in his last four games that he played uh, before that injury. And uh, we also have uh, Gudis, who um, there was not a lot of reports, but I think he's going to be back any day now. I think they said his IR is retroactive, so just hang in there for Gudis on those bangers and mash and or category leagues. And then lastly, this last guy doesn't have an injury, but I looked up how to say his name, so I just wanted to say A2, Lustarinen. Uh, kind of uh, reminds nice. me of like, uh, A2, Lustarinen. A <laughs> <laughs> little uh, right. Shakespearean murder humor there for the kids, you know? For the classics lovers, of course. You know, short shifts, they know they're classics. <laughs> I, I'm, sh- I'm sure of it. All right. Uh, great. So uh, we're going to move on. We've got another quick injury update. Uh, this one is um, very quick because it turns out not to be such a big deal. We were worried a little bit about Cole Caulfield, who left Monday night's game against the Flames after taking a hit from Trevor Lewis. Uh, the good news is that he is traveling with the team and is expected to be va- available Wednesday, which is likely when you are hearing this pod. Um, one other update, uh, though, from the Canadiens, and that is that Sean Monahan is likely to miss two to three weeks. Um, you know, might be worth holding on to your IR if you've got the space, but I wouldn't have a whole lot of trouble dropping him. Uh, he's been kind of up and down the lineup. So, uh, not a big loss, I think, if you got to let him go. Yeah. I mean, real quick, I just wanted to run through the Canadians real quick because I just have to say for Caulfield and Suzuki, I don't have a chance to really talk about these guys too much on uh, my show. So I just got to say that I think they might be two of my biggest regrets in the draft i caulfield i think went in the eighth round suzuki in the ninth round and just uh what value 
But, uh, no, it seems to be like, yeah, with Monahan out that, uh, Kirby Doc is going to be that guy. He's been up there for the most with them the last three games with Caulfield and Suzuki. You can find that out via Frozen Tools. Uh, he was our top forward streamer of the week on the stream scheme, and he still is in streamer range at 23% rostered currently. He's been struggling lately, sure, but you're still for sure starting Doc on Wednesday, no matter what. So it's a wait and see kind of approach with him, I think. If he does nothing again, like I wouldn't blame you for dropping him, but maybe if Doc has a great game for the Canadians on Wednesday, you might just want to hang on to, you know, Doc Wing Doc. Yeah, excellent. I love the reference. That was one of my favorite cartoons. Outstanding. Um, I do think that uh, for Suzuki, since we brought him up, um, I've seen him bandied about as a potential sell-high uh, opportunity. His shooting percent, I think especially it was on the power play. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I'm trying to remember what I saw, are like super inflated. So that may be a place where he's going to kind of come down to earth again. Uh, but maybe we can bring him up uh, on Thursday's show with a little more uh, data to actually throw at you. Uh, another injury. It seems like they never end. We got to talk about Elias Lindholm, who was a late announcement Monday uh, that he would be out with an upper body injury. Uh, Mikhail Backlund was the beneficiary moving up to the top line and getting over 22 minutes uh, with about five each on the power play and the penalty kill. Uh, Backlund's been on a nice little streak here with seven points in the last game, all assists. And that may undersell his effort a little bit because uh, he's had four games out of seven in December where he's taken five shots on goal. Uh, the others have been one or zero shots. So it seems like it's been feast or famine for him, uh, but not scoring on any of those. Dave, do you feel like Backlund is a guy who is D-U-E due for some scoring here? 100%. Uh, Backlund was a streamer this week as well. Anyone really, though, that you could realistically get your hands on that was on the waiver wire from the Calgary Flames or the Minnesota Wild this week uh, was obviously going to be a good chance of being a streamer. But I mean, ultimately, I'm not too excited about anyone on the Flames really other than Huberto's bounce back. You know, Huberto is the most obvious buy low guy in the league, but anyone who was thinking about that, you might have win, you might have missed your window, or at the very least, it is closing. But you never know. Shoot your shot anyway. Everyone else on the Flames, I'm not too high about. Uh, you might be looking at the people who are shifting around with the injuries, but I don't think Lindholm his injury is going to be too long. They said that, uh, the, uh, or what was it? Daryl Sutter said. Uh, Julian McKenzie send, says on Twitter that uh, Daryl Sutter on Elias Lindholm, who didn't play last night due to uh, injury, says he knew that the night before that he would be doubtful, quote-unquote, to play against the Canadiens. So to me, that says it's not going to be long-term. So, But realistically, most of the Flames in your league are probably already rostered currently anyways because of that stream Agami. But yeah, I'm not a fan of Flames, really. How about you? Yeah, it seems like their offense really has kind of stalled out. They seemed like they could have been exciting, uh, more exciting early on. But yeah, it just hasn't been uh, some of the offense that you were hoping for. Very frustrating game uh, yesterday where uh, Markstrom owners finally got the start they had sort of been hoping for this whole season. You know, managed to not let a goal in on the first shot of the game, uh, a stat in which he leads the league and actually played really well, but ended up losing in the shutout, which is a bit of a bummer. Some good opportunities uh, spoiled in that one. But 
that game is over and done with. On to the next bigger and better things here. We have one more injury we want to talk about, uh, and we are going to get to a player a little bit later who is even more due than, uh, I think, Mikhail Backlund in terms of his shooting percentage. But we're going to have to wait till the cold streak section. That last injury is Tim Stutzler, or Jimmy Stutz, as we would say if Ben was here especially, uh, was injured Monday when he was interfered with by Brett Leeson. Um, you know, not a whole lot uh, known at this point still, uh, but he was on a little bit of a cold streak already at that point, like a two, I guess, two games and change, which seems like a long time for him because he's been so productive. Um, you know, obviously with Josh Norris being out too, uh, the, the Ottawa Senators looking a little weaker down the middle, which was supposed to be certainly one of their strengths coming into the season, uh, with some of their off season moves. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, Stutz will be back sooner rather than later. But, um, yeah, just another thing to keep an eye on. Uh, any thoughts on Stutzla? Yeah. I mean, his injury right now is day to day, but he ain't no day to day, at least according to, uh, Dr. Hargis Gruel on Twitter, and I believe anyone who says that they're a doctor on Twitter, he <laughs> says, looks like an elbow strain, similar mechanism to Line's injury earlier this season. Time off depends on grade of the injury and how many ligaments involved, but most likely to be a minimum of two to three weeks, max six weeks. Right. So I don't know. That sounds pretty convincing to me, right? Yeah, I do. You know, he's got a decent track record. I do like uh, getting updates from uh, that account. If you're looking for injury news, that can be a useful one to check out. Um, but yeah, we'll certainly uh, we'll update you again on uh, the Thursday show once we figure out uh, what is coming next for Jimmy Stutes. Uh, all right. After a quick break here, we're going to talk about another Ottawa senator. And then we've got some hot and cold streaks for you. You are listening to Short Shifts. Welcome back to Short Shifts. Uh, so we promised you some discussion of another Ottawa senator, and the guy we want to talk about now is Cam Talbot, or Quality Start Cam, as the Maester Holt uh, patron on the Discord channel has been uh, trying to get this to catch on here. And you know what? Darn it. He's just doing it enough that maybe uh, maybe we got to call him this. Uh, so <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, he's really taken the reins in Ottawa with six quality starts in his last seven games. Uh, you know, that seventh start was pretty bad, a really bad start against LA where he allowed five goals on 19 shots, but uh, he has five wins over that six, uh, uh, sorry, that stretch. Uh, with an above average save percentage of 917 and quality starts in two thirds of his games this season. Uh, plus he plays behind a lineup with depth, even despite some of these injuries really gives him a chance to win any particular start. Uh, I was hoping to maybe stream in Anton Forsberg yesterday, but I think uh, other than maybe streaming him in when he gets a start, uh, I don't think there's any reason anybody should be holding on to Forsberg now that Talbot has been rolling so effectively, right? Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, Talbot should be rostered everywhere right now. Currently only 72% rostered. Absolutely should be higher. I'll give him that at the very least. But I mean, absolutely trade high on Cam Talbot, though. But if you can't trade him, then I would just hang on to quality start Cam Talbot until the wheels fall off. I mean, he is a career 9-12 save percentage, which back in the day used to be about average, but these days is actually pretty darn good with the average goalie and now I think being around like a 9.05 average, I believe. But yeah, good for Cam Talbot. 
Yeah, I think you hit the the number on the head there. Right about 9.05 is our average this season. So goal scoring is up. That means uh, goalie play down a little bit. And Talbot's been holding his own. Like we said, 9.17 on the season. Very nice to see the 35-year-old showing that uh, some of us who are who are getting a little gray and long in the tooth, I suppose, uh, still have something to contribute. Uh, and of course, you know, we've seen him shoulder quite a load. I think he had, you know, we're, this is getting into the past these days, but I think he had that season with Edmonton where he just, you know, started a ton of games. So he's shown that he can take on that load. And obviously he's older than he uh, was then, but, you know, older, wiser, uh, and, you know, uh, still finding some success. So nice to see uh, some success in Ottawa for Cam. Uh, just wanted to comment quickly on one goalie that we can't seem to stop talking about. I got to give credit to Jordan Bennington, who we really raked over the coals uh, on our Thursday show last week. Uh, he played both nights of the B2B and got a 25 save shutout versus Nashville. Now, Nashville's been pretty toothless offensively lately, um, but it just seems like the guy wants to go out and do whatever the opposite of short shifts says he's going to do, thanks to his uh, clear case of oppositional defiant <laughs> disorder. Uh, last week, we said, don't sell until his value improves. Uh, this is a step in the right direction. Uh, and you can either keep riding the roller coaster or start looking for a way off. I am not here to predict what a goalie is going to do moving forward. I've learned my lesson, and especially uh, not Jordan Biddington, who just seems to to snap in the opposite direction every time I happen to bring him up. So uh, I think no more no more discussion on uh, JB from my side of uh, things. Yeah, I just gotta say a quick shout out to the hockey gods on the Keeping Carlson Patron Discord server on the Stream Scheme channel over there. I was trying my hardest to convince him to drop Bennington. You know me. I hate goalies in the kickupful. Everyone knows the acronym. All goalies are bad and all that jazz, or agabalcha, <laughs> as it's commonly known as. But yeah, apparently he hung on to Bennington, so shout out to him. But yeah, you should still absolutely drop Bennington. What are we even talking about here? Come on. All right. I love it. Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, he'll give you a little surprise every once in a while just to get you confused. It seems like he really relishes in keeping you, uh, uh, off kilter here. Uh, let's jump into some hot and cold streaks here. I guess we already did our first hot streak with Talbot. Uh, I wanted to do another hot streak and that is Keandre Miller. Um, not a guy that I think I'm necessarily running out to grab in, you know, leagues that value goals and assists, but if it's a Cats league, especially, uh, or a Bangers league, I'm interested in Miller right now. He's been on a nice little streak with four points in the last four games, uh, and his Bangers Cats have really been elevated the last, you know, uh, chunk of the season here around three hits and two blocks a game pretty consistently for the last 10 games or so uh, that more consistent banger production has come along with a rise in ice time he's been over 22 minutes for six of the last eight and uh, the last pair he's had 24 and 25 minutes so he seems to be kind of coming into his own as a defensive defenseman he's not getting any power play time but his penalty killing role will help him uh, keep those hits and blocks coming I would imagine for you uh, so a nice little run from Keandre, but uh, I wouldn't probably grab him in, you know, a cupful, right? Those hits are only worth a quarter of a point apiece. You know, you got to know your scoring uh, before you make that run. Thoughts on, on Keandre Miller here on his little hot streak? Yeah, I mean, he's a streamer. I was between uh, him and another hot uh, kind of defensive streamer, uh, Brady Shea, who I believe scored a goal tonight. So couldn't go wrong with either one of those guys this week, really. But really, I mean, I'll give him this much. If he's on your team already and he's going to start for you, I mean, 
okay, yeah, you can go ahead and hang on to Miller. But if you're thinking of picking him up and you already have enough starting defense, I wouldn't add him, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not a big fan. Maybe that's just how I play. I'm not a big fan of having more defenders on my team than I have starting roster spots for. (laughs) I don't know. How about you, Lou? Like, how many defenders do you typically roster? Unless I've got somebody coming off injured reserve or I've got someone with a stream agami, like I picked up Kalen Addison this week to see if he could uh, give me any points during his little streak. But yeah, generally, if I have four slots, I try to carry four defensemen uh, and then, you know, stream as necessary if I'm overloaded on some of those other nights. So yeah, I think in that case, unless you're down a defenseman or you're moving someone to IR, you know, Kendra Miller is interesting, but if, you know, it's got to be a cats league or, you know, a league that really values bangers before I'm, I'm really anxious to get after him um i do regret not grabbing yeah. him just for a and he, one and day he's probably already gone in those yeah, yeah yeah absolutely um and yeah he you know he had a nice little run yesterday with with two assists but uh, i think it's going to be inconsistent at best moving forward all right well that takes us to our last couple guys here that we want to talk about for a cold streak um i'm going to run through both of them and then we can hear uh, what you've got to say on them dave uh, let's start with Anders Lee. Uh, Lee is on a cold streak here with one point in the last four games and three points in the last 11. But as we always kind of say, whenever we talk about Anders Lee, he's getting the best of deployment that he can on the island. And, you know, the guy has one goal on his last 41 shots. If I was saying that Backlund was due before, Lee's got to be due, right? Uh, maybe even time to buy low on him, especially in leagues that count shots. Uh, and then just to jump to Sorokin quickly, I know you've got something to say about him. Uh, he's lost his last four starts, and Varlamov has gotten three of the last five starts uh, in Long Island. So I might be a bit worried about a 50-50 for a while here. Uh, I do think, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of tire on that tread for Varlamov. I don't think he's gonna, you know, suddenly become the number one goalie for the Islanders. Um, but it is maybe a little bit concerning, uh, just because he, you know, is, seems to be taking over some of these spots and is playing, you know, reasonably well here against Boston, uh, on Tuesday night. Although, you know, they feature a pretty lethal offense. So, you know, they could score three more goals before the end of the game. And this info would be totally out of date. Um, but yeah, I don't know there's a whole lot you can do about Sorokin. You can't really drop him. Uh, certainly don't want to trade him when his value is so low. So I think you're just hanging in there and waiting for Varlamov to falter. Um, but uh, Dave, I'm really interested in your thoughts on Lee and whether he is due. Again, one goal on his last 41 and uh, Sorokin. Yeah, Lee, the the rare player who you should both uh, like sell high and buy low <laughs> at the same time, if that makes sense. Because as you mentioned, a little bit of a cold streak currently, but Lee is still 80th overall in a couple points for the season right now among all players. So I would still definitely try to sell Anders Lee, like as an overall rule of thumb, but not right now. <laughs> Obviously wait until he has a couple of good games first, but just make sure to tell yourself that that is what you're going to do before it actually happens. Otherwise you're going to end up potentially holding on too long to Anders Lee. And, uh, for as far as Sorokin goes, I mean, you know, I hate me some goalies. Typically, you know, I say, you know, what do I say about goalies? Don't you, Lou? I, I tell them toodaloo, Lou. Toodaloo to the goalies. Yes, no, I, yes, yes, yes. I tell them toodaloo, Lou. Ah, toodaloo, aka so long or goodbye. All of that is to say, 
obviously not. You should, you should not tell Sorokin toodaloo, au contraire, uh, mon frere Lou. Uh, he should, he should be to skip to your Lou, which means you should love <laughs> Ilya Sorokin. And sometimes in love, it's not always a smooth ride. But I mean, what, just a week ago, he was putting up like three wins in a week, having like the week of a lifetime. So let's cool our jets or rather cool our islanders for that matter, and hang on to Ilya Sorokin for Pete's sake. I love it. You can lean into a bit like no one else, and uh, that was that was way more connections than I thought we were going to go. The peeling that onion uh, will be a delight, I'm sure, for our <laughs> listeners. Um, Dave, we are out of time for the night. We have covered everything that we want to cover here. Thank you so much for joining us, especially uh, you know as a uh, emergency fill-in. Uh, couldn't ask for a better uh, backup to have to to bring in here uh, on our show, and obviously killing it over at the stream scheme last week. Uh, was really a red letter week for you. So congratulations for just really nailing things the way that you did, especially with the number of ludicrous streamers you had. Uh, really cool to see. Um, where can people find your work? Uh, we always mention you, but I figure I ought to let you uh, mention it for yourself. Yeah, you can find my podcast ex- the literal exact same way that you found this one because we are both on the Keeping Carlson podcast network and on their podcast feed but you can find me personally on twitter at nhl stream scheme or you can find me at the keeping carlson patron discord check out the stream scheme and the short shift channels over there all the channels there's like 90 channels but i personally turned on notifications for the stream scheme one to make sure at least i don't miss anything there all right. Outstanding. Thanks so much. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, be sure to give us a follow at Short Shifts KK. Brian and Elon, of course, are at Keeping Carlson. Dave told you where to find him. I uh, also recommend you follow at Game Day Lines, at Game Day Goalies, and at Game Day News NHL, all organized so nicely at GameDayTweets.com. So that is a new address. Uh, GameDayTweets.com is where you want to find that action. Visit that site and the other great sites we use to research our episodes at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, and Natural Stat Trick. Our intro and outro music was created by Pat Roach. John Reed is our digital media producer. And until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short.